0: Searching for the right insurance at the right price isn't always a quick click on the internet. Deeks Insurance has been a licensed insurance brokerage since before Googling was a thing. So if you're looking to save on auto insurance that includes multi-vehicle discounts and first accident forgiveness or home coverage with enhanced water options, then start your search by typing Deeks Insurance. You'll already start saving on time spent searching the internet for the best insurance. Visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Insurance, where family matters.
1: So what about random ex in our own home? Can we sneak into dad's work bag and can we leave him notes and candy and just say, we're thinking of you? Or, you know, can we go to mom and take a chore off her plate to just say, we notice that your plate is completely full. So the kids and I unloaded the dishwasher for you and we left a note just saying, love you. And we appreciate your work.
0: Those are some really wonderful ideas from Courtney DeFeo about how you can instill godly character and faith into your children. And she's our guest today on Focus on the Family with Focus president and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, Courtney is so much fun, and I really appreciate her joy
2: and passion. And as you'll hear, she's all in as a mom. Now, we know that parenting, especially when kids are young and more dependent can be exhausting. But Courtney's got some great ideas that I think will inspire you. And she's addressing one of the top concerns we hear about from so many parents, how to effectively pass on your faith to your kids.
0: Yeah, that's uh, something a lot of parents just don't feel equipped to do very well, or they're afraid they're going to mess up their children, or family devotions weren't modeled for them as they were growing up, so they don't even really know where to start. And that's
2: why we're coming back to a classic conversation We recorded with Courtney just a few years ago. She outlined some great strategies and family activities where your children can learn about perseverance, forgiveness, humility, and service, all the things they need to become rooted in their faith from a young age. Uh, Here at Focus on the Family, we want to equip you to be the best mom or dad you can be for your children. And I urge you to contact us about Courtney's book and other wonderful resources we have for your parenting
0: journey. We have the delightful book that Courtney has written. It's, uh, In This House, We Will Giggle, Making Virtues, Love, and Laughter a Daily Part of Your Family Life. And you can order your copy by calling 800, the letter A in the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. And Jim, here's how you began the conversation with Courtney DeFeo on today's episode of Focus on the Family.
2: Hey, you know, you share a lot about your... um parenting and your inability early on. Now your kids are how old?
1: Yeah, they're young. So it, you're I'm bringing 79 seven nine. so I am a full on expert. You should Yes. Yeah. Well, no.
2: <laughs> what I, what caught me with it is your self-reflection and your ability to see the weaknesses in your parenting early. Yeah. Because your discovery as we'll mention in a minute and your turn, your pivot as a parent uh, is really early in your parenting and I applaud you for that because a lot you. of people yeah. don't realize it until their kids are 15, 16. And they're trying to deal with the mess that they helped create in their kids. And so talk about what you were like a few years ago before the Lord really got to your heart. What kind of parent were you then?
1: Yeah, I mean I've always been a passionate, go for it, intense kind of girl. I mean, just always go get her, striver. Um, and I think when I got those girls in my arms, it was just such intense love and such intense passion that I thought, I don't want to mess this up. And I haven't met a parent yet that's just, you know, they want to love their kids so well, and they want their faith to be passed down. So this is a serious topic. I don't want to make light of that, that their faith and our faith for our kids is serious business. The most Eternity, No joke. Like, I want them in heaven with me. Yeah. But how we do it is where the shift happened for me. As I started making a list and during their baby dedication, they asked our church. We were in Atlanta at the time. It was Buckhead Church, and they asked us to make a list of some values that we wanted to pass down and make real to them, make their faith real. So we made this list of values. And then, as I thought about how I wanted them to understand that faith was real and how I wanted these values to actually come to life in our home, that was when I started noticing how's this going to play out? Because right now, I'm kind of lecturing, or I'm feeling this grip that's all up to me, and that's not going to go well. So
2: you're saying at devotion time, kids, come on, we've yeah. got to read the word. Yeah,
1: and you're not good enough. You <laughs> and I, you need to be patient. Here's how <sighs> it's going to go. You're so not doing loving things. And I was then analyzing myself, going, what are the, what kind of example do they have? I'm not meeting the match on any of this, and who does? You know, mm-hmm. I'm turning forty this year, and if you look at my book and the twelve virtues that are in there. I've got work to do on all of them. So I really had a time of assessment. So I'm, Lord, I want this so bad for my kids. I want them to know that he's real. But ba- how do I do it in a way that they don't want to run for the hills?
2: How do you relax, though, as a mom with yeah, that kind of attitude? Because it's messy.
1: Yeah, I think realizing that when you mess up, that they get it sometimes, and that when you let go and let God actually work in them, and you stop trying to be Jesus, and you let God um, and we show them jesus, and that was a real turning point for me. I thought mm. can't I operate and parent in a way that i 'm trying to show them Jesus and not be jesus that 's a, a real point. different shift, but I will tell you that it definitely um, relieves some of the pressure, and I think for me, um, I get groped with comparison, I get groped with the pressure of performing, and I also get groped with that struggle of control. And when I think it's all up to me and it's up to me if they're going to be a good Christian kid or turn out to be a pastor, then I go back to that dictating form. But when I start unpeeling my fingertips and say, let me show them Jesus and let me have them do experiences and let them mess up and let them get back up again then I can let go a little bit more. Yeah,
2: Courtney, I'm going to press you because I'm thinking thinking of the mom, (laughs) no one in particular, (laughs) but I'm thinking of the mom that struggles because uh, they're much more comfortable with control. Yeah. You know, they do fear a bad outcome. It's a tough culture that uh, their kids are growing up in. Mm -hmm. School, if they're in public school, they got a lot of uh, bad messaging to deal with when they come home and... Unpack what they learned in biology class or whatever class, sex education. Yeah. So, y- y- how do you define a good control from a bad control? As yeah, a parent? I think
1: everything has a scale in life. And I would just for me it's moderation. So it's like, are you, and I've had Jeannie Canyon on before and her whole message is fantastic on grace. And so I would encourage um, your listeners to go back and listen to that. And are we operating from an assumption that you're already loved and you're already forgiven? Or are we, we, you know, so I would go back and listen to that as a starting point from all of this. Um, And let me give you another practical one. Hopefully this will help answer your question. Early in my um, ministry, I would say blog, I started, writing and producing a product about ABC scripture cards. And so many got the message that if I'm going to have a good Christian kid, it's going to be about scripture memory. And I will check the box and my kids will be good if they memorize all the scripture and poof, they will know what to do at school and they will just perform and have the great Christian behavior. And so I've had to just kind of do a mindset shift with my kids and other kids to say, that's not the purpose. You know, the purpose is so that when we get in a situation, mine came home and said, someone was mean to me at school. Then I say, what's the K verse? And they say, keep your tongue from evil. So we have a filter on what to operate through life. We're still teaching them to say, hey, we're not going to talk back to that person. We're not going to use unkind words back, even when someone's ugly to you at school. So it's not gold star, check it off the list. You're a great Christian because you know all these. It's like, how do we let God's word and truth move through us in parenting so that they're learning the right things and they're learning, you know, what to do and what's wise and the right and wrong, but we're not using it as a filter for you look like and walk like a good kid and now do that and don't mess. Now don't smile, now don't jump, now don't go in and out of the line. Do you know what I mean? Back Is to the control help? thing. Yeah.
2: Hey, um, you've now created these uh, virtue cards. Uh, Talk about that. What are the virtue cards?
1: Yeah, when when we saw the success of the ABC scripture cards, those became a tool that could stay out and parents were going, I didn't have any verses top of mind. So when I bumped up against a situation and my kids were scared at night, I didn't know what to tell them. And so H became, he cares for you. And you don't have to be afraid at night because he cares about you being afraid. So those were such a success as moms having a tool that was really easy for kids to memorize scriptures and moms too, that we got pressed for about four years on what's going to be next and so as the book came out with the 12 virtues virtue cards were very easy the next step to Mm -hmm. say here are not only the the 12 virtues in the cars but here are 25 biblical virtues and they're just conversation starters there's a easy kid-friendly definition so patience would be waiting with a happy heart here's how your kids can understand a big word and little kid terms and there's a corresponding verse that goes with that
0: this focus on the family broadcast will continue in just a moment
1: Do you worry about tomorrow? Does the future feel uncertain? Is the past too painful to bear? Focus on the Family Canada is here to help, so you never have to walk alone. Every morning, our staff lift up your prayer requests. If your burdens are too much to carry on your own, you can request a free, one-time call with one of our counselors at FocusOnTheFamily.ca today. That's FocusOnTheFamily.ca. We're here to help. Financial moments with Tom
3: Copeland. Statistics demonstrate and my 40 years of experience confirms that how you manage money will impact your relationship with your spouse either positively or negatively. Since most people have limited knowledge of what the Bible says on finances, they unknowingly violate biblical financial principles resulting in tension between husband and wife which gradually destroys the marriage relationship. And if one or both spouses continue to violate God's financial principles, it will often result in separation and divorce. There is a solution. On Thursday, July the 29th, at 7 p.m., I will lead a workshop titled Management of Money Impacts Relationship with Spouse at Muskoka Bible Center near Huntsville, Ontario. And to help couples and individuals get out of debt, on August the 26th, I will teach Debt Reduction God's Way, also at Muskoka Bible Center. These workshops are open to everyone, whether you're married or single, and you can attend in person or watch online. There's no cost for these events. However, please register at copelandfinancialministries.org.
0: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming.
2: Courtney, when I look at the virtues, I mean, even in scripture it says the greatest of these is love. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that one right now. Yeah. The virtue of love. How do you how do you transmit that to your children who are normally self-centered and they're worried about whether or not mom cooked the right sandwich for lunch?
1: Yeah, I don't know about your house, but I find the hardest people to love are the ones that you're with every day. (laughs) Because my husband's even said this to me. He said, I heard you on the phone with someone just a minute ago and you were so happy. Like, what happened? And then you became a
0: monster. Or you're the monster
1: on the way to church. It's even
2: better if you're in a little you know, disagreement and the phone rings and your spouse answers and goes, hello. Yes. <laughs> and you go, wait a minute, that yes. wasn't the woman exactly. I was just talking to. Exactly,
1: exactly. So the activity each month in the book, you'll find that I talk a little bit about the virtue and then I give people what I call a family fun activity. And so there may be questions around the dinner table. So this one's called Love em Up. And the challenge is for the month of February, or you can pick any month, Can you love the ones that you're with? And it's through random acts of kindness, just like we would do for generosity in December. We will go sneak out in the community and love people, you know, from our garbage collector. So what about random acts of kindness in our own home? Can we sneak into dad's work bag and can we leave him notes and candy and just say, we're thinking of you? Or, you know, can we go to mom and take a chore off her plate to just say, we notice that your plate is completely full. So the kids and I unloaded the dishwasher for you and we left a note just saying, we love you and we appreciate your work. And so it's just teaching them habits of being intentional and showing that love is a choice and that we really do love the people. So sibling to sibling, this is interesting. You may have them say, we want you to give her a pedicure. We want you to make her bed or his bed. And that's not your favorite thing to do, but that speaks love to your sister of brother that
2: is great but how do you actually get that to happen I mean. well you
1: know what you have to let it to be their idea you can give them a lot of times i give them a question and one time i'll give you a story larson was maybe six i think and so i this is not my ideas in my book this is not correction and discipline this isn't learn how don't run in the street this isn't like safety stuff this is to me 201 this is great icing things so they're not going to get in trouble if they don't do this. This is just, hey, in the morning, I asked them a question. And I think the challenge was, okay, at some point today, girls, I want to see, can you make mom's job easier? At some point today. I asked the question one time, and then I let it go. No one was going to be in trouble. I wasn't following back up. I just gave them the challenge in the morning. And then later that day, I couldn't find some paperwork. And I thought, where is the paperwork? And I'm stomping around and looking. And then a sheepish little Larson came up and said, Mom, look under your desk. I cleaned up your desk today and sorted your papers oh, wow. and i thought how cute i had totally forgotten about the question oh you question. said how cute not how yeah. what you did what yeah well i was annoyed that i couldn't find my paper but i thought <laughs> there was a girl i asked one question and then her heart she thought i can help mom by cleaning up her desk mm-hmm. so i think it's a good reminder for us that um some of these things aren't a mandate they're not in trouble you put it back in their court and see what will prick their heart to show mom or dad love or okay. their sister
0: Courtney, I think Jim and I are both wondering this uh, about what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. All right. So I make the suggestion to my teenage son (laughs) and he says, so what? Well, that's, I was going to make the right? point that Courtney's dealing with two daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, sons yeah. are a little different. We have teen boys. and <laughs> Hey,
1: believe in them. They're sweeter than you know. Yeah, but they yeah.
0: actually wake up thinking, how do I irritate my older sibling? Yeah, they don't yeah. think, yeah. how do I love my older yeah. sibling? So what suggestions do you have?
1: Yeah, I think even sitting with them, and um, this is a great practice for them to be a husband someday. And I would bust out the love languages and say, you know, there is love languages for kids. And this is great conversation for you and your sons to say, I know what feels loving to you is a huge meal and a couch and a nap or whatever they love to do that makes them feel loved. But thinking about the other person and getting them already mindset their shift and say, I know what the next two hours look like for you, but we gotta, you and I together, let's think about what we could do for mom. And you may just call them in and say, I need your help on this. And if they're not willing to do it on their own, maybe you call them in to help. Um, and so I don't think this is an age limit thing. And, and de- I'm definitely a girl mom, but I've seen plenty of boys stepping up to do the most tender things. <laughs> a for girl their, mom,
2: I yep. like that. Hey, um, one thing that strikes me is that um, children learn a lot by what they see their parents doing. Mm-hmm. So I would think you'd, you're big on the parents actually modeling this as well. You can't just tell your kids to do it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, We have these cups, that too, that we talk about, just mealtime questions that have questions. And they always love to hear what their dad's going to say. Um, you know, they ask them what, you know what is happiness? What is love? And his answers, they're always kind of glued to what he's going to say. And um, so I think it is important for parents to not just say, you know, we're you're the only ones that are learning how to be loving. We're always looking for ways to get better. And I think it's really all of these, every virtue that we'll go through on the show today, it is critical that we're walking the talk and that they see, even when we mess up, that we'll go back to them and say, hey, what mom did this morning, I know that didn't make you feel loved. And so I'm sorry about that.
2: Um, you also talk about another virtue, which is a good one uh forgiveness yeah. Uh, that can be hard to model, especially for a parent yeah. who doesn't see anything wrong with the way I'm parenting you.
1: Yes. I, I would tell you that this is probably one of the hardest ones. Amen, and um, it's best friend or cousin is humility, and it takes a lot of humility to step up and teach forgiveness and to model that. How have you
2: seen that play out with your children? I mean, what have you done to have to eat crow
3: and say, yeah. hey?
1: I, one of the things I've seen is that it's getting them past the point of, I'm sorry, You know, it's not just the shallow. I'm sorry, because they will say I'm sorry, and my um, most stubborn one will even just say I'm. I'm She can't even get out the whole word.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. Kind of sounds like I'm hungry to kids, young kids. They'll just check it off the list. I'm sorry. They'll say I'm
1: sorry, and they'll storm off. And (laughs) so it takes a moment to say. your sisters still heard about that. I need you to come back. And, you know, I stole some, um, I I think every person should be in counseling. And so I stole this (laughs) from my counselor. And she said, you know, can they actually go through these motions and say, I'm sorry when I blank. I know you must have felt blank. Will you forgive me for blank? Like have them going through, not every time, but some of these bigger ones when they're really hurt and say they need to take ownership. And we talk about their piece of the pie. You know, they'll come to me and say, well, she... Da da, da 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 Well, she, you know, and so do you go back through and say, no, I don't want to hear, you know, her part. I want to hear what you did. What part do you need to say I'm sorry for? And let's talk about that. And she must have felt embarrassed when you did that. Now go back and apologize and ask for her forgiveness. And they may not be ready. And we can give time. You know, if they're still mad for a day, we don't need to say you need to be happy and hug it out right now. Maybe give them a day. And say maybe- it
2: again because I want to make sure I capture yeah, this. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry when I hit you i must have felt embarrassed or you know whatever the feeling is will you forgive me for whatever um and i've had to use that as an adult with some friends and go back and validate that Mm -hmm. you know even if you didn't mean to or even if it wasn't intentional because i say that all the time i didn't mean to it wasn't fair you know they have all these reasons and so i think that is a key point for forgiveness is modeling it major for us as parents and then um, just getting past that shallow, I'm sorry.
2: How do, you, how do you plan an activity around that? Because I know the book talks about that, yeah. creating activity that reinforces the 12 virtues that you're you're trying Absolutely. to teach the kids. So how would you connect an activity to forgiveness? Yeah, this
1: one we lined up with uh, forgiveness being um, so important during the month of Easter. And so we made a cross, and this can come in handy for boys that like to hammer and rip things down out of nature. So if, Go, you, find, you, if you find two sticks, <laughs> you can make a cross and when i i think this is just a visual tradition and obviously after this first year they'll get it but um after you make a cross and you you know bring two sticks and nail it together and then over time throughout the month leading up to easter you have them nail up or tack up individual sins and i'm not talking specific sins so it can't be trent when you disrespected dad last night over <laughs> ice cream nail it to the cross no it's got to be more like Hitting one another, saying unkind words. So more generic sins, like we're going to just put these up on the cross and not specific to a child, so they're not shamed. How did you know that? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I was peering into your house. <laughs> and then what's cool is the morning of Easter, those sins come down and you can cover the cross with flowers. Oh, and so man, that's tangible. it's such a cool reminder. And my kids we've done it for a few years now and they're and they know now what's gonna happen, but it's still such a reminder of what has happened at the cross and mm-hmm. that they're wiped clean. Um and so we just love that. And there it's interesting what sins come up. Quickly out of their heart, and they're they're quick to point you know I was they're looking. Say, do they
0: see their own first or the others the first?
1: others first and then I'm like, wait, 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 think in your own heart about what things that we need to put up there that we could probably hey let's erased. let's
2: squeeze another one in before sure. before yeah. we move on uh perseverance. That's one that oh, children really need. Oh, I'm so need.
1: glad you brought this up. <laughs>
2: yeah, let's persevere. Perseverance.
1: The, you know, the definition is, it, we could go so many ways with this, but working hard and never giving up came in a moment where Ella was doing the rainbow loom. Do you all remember that craze? They're little no. tiny rubber bands. Oh, and yeah. And you make these bracelets, and she was yeah. watching these videos. And I was so annoyed. You know, she would work, 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 and then it would bust open. And I wanted to basically say, you can give up. I'm pretty much annoyed with this (laughs) bracelet system. (laughs) Vacuuming
2: them So she would, Yes.
1: She would watch it for like an hour, and then it would bust open, and then she would watch it again. And I said, Ella, you are having incredible perseverance because I would have been done by now. And so I said, that's going to be our definition is working hard and never giving up. And so this has just been a thing that I've watched myself when I'm like wanting to give up on a sport, but saying we've got to make it through the season because we committed to this. We're going to persevere through, because it builds such character in them.
2: Do you have to do that every time? I
1: don't think so. Because think... I'm
2: feeling guilty. No. I. Yeah, think... Let me give you the example. Yeah. So when Trent was like five, I signed him up for a T ball. Yeah. And we got out there. There was like – it was so funny. There's probably 30 kids in the field and the ball was hit and all 30 would run to the right field corner <laughs> to get the ball. I mean it was – and Trent was kind of standing there and he wasn't into it at all. And he said – Dad, can we leave? And I was like, I think this is one of those moments. If I don't want them to hate baseball, yeah, no. I should probably say, Yeah, we can go. It's not you're not ready yet.
1: No, I just think it's so individual it. to kids. But I think you know, in those moments where they signed up and they begged for it, and they like it once they get in there, that's typically my kid is they right. like it once they get in there. So a nudge, yeah, a nudge. Just say, I know that you're tired or you just need a snack, and you can do this. You know, it's just a nudge to say, keep going. It is. Because mine typically are like, if it's a little bit of work, meh, nah, I'd rather not do that. But one of the activities I want to tell you about, because I've really done some work in preparing for this. Can I tell you your names for for Family Olympics? Oh, yeah. Okay. Family Olympics. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the activity for Perseverance is a bit silly, so you got to brace yourself, but it's called Family Olympics. And we really started this just with a group of families to be fun. And I am going to challenge you to, I think it's the Fullers versus the Dailies, family olympics and we
0: have
2: olympics coming up
0: right the real ones
1: yeah absolutely. not the
0: fuller daily ones. so i brainstormed I think we're some gonna names. win because we just by sheer numbers we should be able to beat i'm actually you. feeling like you're gonna win too okay.
1: <laughs> yeah you might need to recruit some people yeah. sorry Dailies. but here's some of the potential names and um i even brought you some hats
2: i noticed those we have to wear these hats no
1: well, your family has to pick a team color and a team name, and then you have to have some banners, okay. you know, just to bring up the team spirit. We'll okay? take a
2: photo and put it online. Okay. And if you that? do
1: this, I'll actually fly back out and be like the referee. Okay, good. Okay? I like this. All right. So the Fullers, you could be the Fuller Flowers. Okay. That's, that's really seems,
0: inspiring. Uh, that yeah, seems that's fierce. politically okay. correct. Put your hat on.
1: Your, <laughs> here's your flower. I haven't
0: accepted <laughs> yet. We're, we're brainstorming okay. ideas. That the is fuller, for you.
1: The Fuller Fire.
0: I like fuller that better. Fire. Okay. These, All
1: right. I didn't have a fight. Listen, I was packing. Okay. This, uh, I didn't have a for fire. There are
0: radio listeners. It looks like flowers, but we're going to call it Flames of Fire. Flames of Fire. Okay. It's a sunflower. Fuller
1: Flamingos. Fire.
0: Nah. The Fuller
1: Flame. <laughs> the Fuller Fury. Oh, that's or good. Or the Fuller Force.
2: Those are both oh. good.
1: Oh. Which okay. way are you leaning?
0: Well, we could, we could have a play on words or uh, on, on pop culture and call it Fuller Force 5. Oh,
1: okay. How's that? There you go. All right. Onto the dailies, the daily dinos, the daily dynasty. (laughs) Now, this is- You're from Dallas. I'm not going with that one. This is shocking. Okay. Because this is a very spiritual place here. Okay. The daily devils.
2: (gasps) No, we're not going there. All right. All right.
1: Daily dragons. I like it. The daily dynamite. Okay. And the daily divas
2: probably <laughs> no okay not. how about the dinosaur the, the daily dinos
1: okay daily dinos are very fierce so you make your team and then you make up just ridiculous games okay they could be like minute to win it so one year we did the moms had to spin streamers as fast as we could until they were unraveled blow up balloons blow up balloons you can do the guys do horse and basketball or you do like a water bucket race with the kids they have to empty their buckets of water as fast as can it okay, sounds exhausting it's absolutely <laughs> hysterical. And then you can do, um, you know, you lay on the ground on the grass and see how long you get across the field and back. So you would definitely win. I mean, you've got enough people to get there and back. He's um, got
2: six. I've got four. Sorry. I'll, I'll bring some people. You know, you've got eight.
1: You can have well, Ellen Larson. He's got have got
2: two more teams but, in the Fuller Many family. of them have left the I'll house, bring you mine.
1: Ellen okay, Larson good. are extremely fast. But here's the deal. <laughs> what you will see is we joke, but people get very competitive and there'll be full-on tears. Um, kids could start crying because they're, they're objecting to points, and they're like, well, I've spilled my water, and this is not fair. And so it's a silly moment to say, guys, we're going to keep going. This is just a fun family activity. And we really have had some interesting family debacles and friendships go almost down this in this. This sounds
0: like one of our camping hikes where we're a mile or two onto the trail, and there are meltdowns, and we've got <laughs> to right. just coax the kids along as we go. So yeah. what you're saying is invite opportunities to be disappointed and to have emotional meltdowns because?
1: Yeah, because later the stakes are higher. You know, they're going to get on a soccer field and have to persevere or they're going to have a disability or there's going to be something major in life that you're going to have to say, this is hard work and you're going to have to keep going. So do it younger in more fun, playful environments where the talks aren't as stressful and you can just show them this is an example of when we did it, and we persevered, and we made it.
2: That's good. I like it. I don't know if we're going to do the Should we do the competition?
1: Well, I, I
2: think the
0: biggest <laughs> thing will be to find a scheduling date that <laughs> yeah, no you're kidding. home and we're home. I won't we can hold do you it. to
1: it, but we're if fine. you do it, I'm committed to helping you. I so think we should that? do
0: yard golf.
1: <laughs> yard golf. I think we
0: could win at that. All Get right. some wiffle balls, and we'll Keep go with it. Keep me posted. It. Well, we were obviously having fun with Courtney DeFeo as a guest during this episode of Focus on the Family, and we certainly hope you'll join us for part two of the conversation next time.
2: John, what we heard today was just a sampling of the fun ideas and activities that Courtney has provided in her great book, In This House We Will Giggle. I love that title, by the way. And that's really the bottom line message here. How can you help your kids grow and develop as godly followers of Christ in ways that will capture their joy and enthusiasm? Because if all we do is focus on the rules, the do's and the don'ts, that quickly becomes a turnoff for our children, Your kids need to see the power of God working in your life, which will encourage them to live the same way themselves. Here at Focus on the Family, we want to help you with that process. Every year we promote Bring Your Bible to School Day in October, and now we have our Live It challenges every month with a new challenge to help your children establish and strengthen their faith throughout the year. These are some great challenges
0: for your entire family, and I want to urge you to check it out at our website. Find all the details about the Live It Challenges and Courtney's book, In This House, We Will Giggle, at focusonthefamily.ca, or when you call us, 800-the letter A in the word family.
2: And when you get in touch, I invite you to support this family outreach. The resources we've mentioned and this broadcast, our websites, all of it uh, costs money. And we're looking for monthly partners like you who will support and strengthen today's families. You know, according to our research, we've been able to equip more than 700,000 parents as they raise children in loving and God-honoring families. And you can be a part of that ministry, working together. Imagine how many more families we can impact for Christ. So please consider a monthly pledge to focus on the family
0: today. We'd love to hear from you, and if a monthly pledge isn't uh, possible right now, a one-time gift also makes a big difference. Again, our number, 800, the letter A in the word family, or you can donate online at focusonthefamily.ca. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for this episode of Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller, inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.